0: Hello? This is Gerson. Hey, Mr. Rosas. It's me, Rocco. Robert Covington. Robert? But I traded you. Yeah, about that. I'm coming back.
1: <laughs> Good one, Robert. You know that's not how this works. We appreciate your contribution to our franchise. Your veteran leadership and ability to take a few of our young guys under your wing went a long way towards their development. Clearly, you were inspired by the familial bonds and deep connections we are building here in Minnesota. Listen, I know we just sent you away, but you never know what the future holds. If you're calling about a potential reunion someday down the road, well, just know that you have a lifelong fan in me.
0: Uh, nah. I'm just in town to pick up some stuff from my old place. Can I get some tickets to the game? Welcome to episode 131 of Wolvescast, the show that is proud to be retiring Kevin Garnett's number here in the studio. No host will record a show wearing 21 ever again. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. We have the banner. It's being being slowly raised to your ceiling of your room. We got a pulley. There's There's a spotlight on it. Yeah, we're, KG, uh, thank
1: you for joining us here. It was, it was good to have you in the room. You no, know, we don't need you on the pod. We understand it conflicts with Area 21 and all that. But yeah, you can't cross over.
0: We appreciate you being in attendance. You know, it, it, we thought we were going to do this. We've been planning this day for a long time, but we, we figured we'd wait till the wolf did it first. You yeah. Know what I mean, but. Someone beat him to it, so I guess it's fine for us to do it now. Right. We'll we'll be the first. Yes. Yes, indeed. First podcast to put that number up there. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us this week here on Wolvescast. We have dogs on patrol. Oh, my gosh,
1: you guys. You are going to hear some uh, dog nails walking on wood floors because we have t- double the dogs. Yes, that's
0: right. It's Usually you show. hear
1: a little bit of Josie, our wild wolf in Yes, studio, yes, yes. but her uh, big buddy Maverick, who is a <laughs> giant border collie. Yeah, he's got he, long fur. Yeah. He, and There's, now, see, the dogs are just wild. So I'm just going to preface this. You might hear dog sounds during this
0: podcast. More than usual. More than usual in this game. Dogs will be going crazy. Uh, but we're gonna power through and do a show anyway. We have uh, we're at the all we are at the all-star break uh, here as we record this but uh, you know we got lots of uh, Timberwolves action to talk about and ob- obviously still new players and trades and stuff to still talk about. Um, but yeah today on the show we'll have a week recap. Um, and then we'll do get into Full Court Press, we'll talk about some of the new players, some season ticket renewal news, and some all-star uh, ideas that we might have. If some Timberwolves could potentially squeeze into you know, some of the Saturday events, who would they be? We'll answer that question uh, there in Full Court Press. We have a sponsor. Uh, we're going to review Target Center food and uh, Weekly Wolfies, as well as a game. It's all happening here on Wolf's Cast. We appreciate you joining us.
1: Especially because tonight we could do something that we haven't done in a great many weeks. We get to add one to the win column. Ooh, That's right. The last three or four podcasts, I've yes. been complaining that the win column has been stuck on 15, and we finally got that win. Broke our second double-digit losing streak of the season. We are now 16-37.
0: and 37. Wow. 16-37, 23rd on offense, 17th on defense. Good for a net rating of 24th in the league. 538's prediction for our final record at this point. The all-star break is 26-56, and essentially predicting... We'll you know, win 10 games and lose 20, right? We'll, have a third of, we'll win a third of our games on the way out. Oh, sounds about right. I don't know. I think we'd like uh, be a little more optimistic about that. I could see him getting up to 30 or something like that. Sure. But it's an interesting kind of number to look at.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, I, uh, I think I had the lowest of our season predictions. Okay. I, I predicted 31 wins, and that was okay. the lowest I of I think I had
0: 34. Us. Yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, we'll see where that ends up. Yeah, Wolves did get the win last Saturday against the Clippers, 142-115. to What a win to get. Wow, the most uh, inexplicable, surprising win of the season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like the old adage where whenever a coach gets fired, like the next game, no matter how bad the team is, like... They're gonna come out and perform. And a lot of times you win, it's like almost an automatic win when there's a new coach. Cause the team is just like, we gotta go, our coach just got fired. We gotta go show that we're behind this new guy. We gotta show that we're not the problem, you know. And it kind of felt like that because it was the introduction of all these guys. Uh, D'Lo did not play in that game because of the quad issue. But it was our introduction to Malik Beasley and James Johnson and Wancho Hernan Gomez and their Wolves unis. And uh, they they wanted to you know, make a big statement in their first game. Yeah, they
0: really showed out franchise record for made threes in this game. 26 made threes, like you mentioned. Beasley getting them up there. Jordan McLaughlin Old Wolf Beasley Old Wolf. Set a new career high in three-pointers made Yeah Career high for points For McLaughlin in this game uh, So just crazy performances All around And yeah I think you're right You nailed it Hit the nail on the head there. That this is like first game energy. Even the first, this whole week, all three of these games we'll be talking about, I think, have this energy going for them. know, this was the only one that got the win, but you certainly, I don't know, especially from Beasley and a couple of the other new guys, just so much energy. You know, a lot lot of that. It just felt like you know, the first quarter went so well. I
1: was like, great, that's fun. Now the now the Clippers will trounce us. And then second quarter went great. I was like, man, what a great first half. But we've seen this before. Time things are going to change in the second half, and we just kept it going. You know, there were several times I was uh, Meg was asleep on the couch, I was what, listening with headphones on, or several times I ripped off my headphones, pumping my fist because it was just like Malik Beasley can't hit another three, can he? Oh my god, he did!
0: Yeah, he was incredible. That was quite the performance. Great performance from the team. You only get one first impression, and Malik Beasley nailed his. Yeah, he nailed it. Uh, Wolves, uh, then uh, went to Toronto on uh, Monday night and lost 126 to 137. Um, great first half. Great first half.
1: Seventy-six points or something. In the yeah,
0: but neither, neither team playing much defense there. Lots of scoring. Uh, Toronto on the crazy win streak. I think they had. I think this win that they had was fourteen. I think it was. No, no I think this one, this one was fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, yeah. so they had fourteen going into this game. We're yep. speaking of and fifteen after it. But, yeah, no no Gasol, no and Uh, But, wow, they just have so many guys. Nick Nurse made the
1: adjustments on halftime because Mm -hmm. we came out and we got held to, like, 20 points in the third quarter. And even the fourth quarter, we didn't score much. I mean – It's To be expected, they have one of the best two defenses in the league. Such a good defense. So, you know, it is just kind of like, I don't take that as a knock on the new guys necessarily. We're a lot of turnovers. You could tell these guys don't know the system. They don't know how each other plays. They don't have that chemistry with each other because just a lot of sloppy turnovers, throwing it to where a guy was before he Mm. cut, that kind of stuff. And so even though it was a very impressive first half offensively, uh, the, the
0: Raptors looked like the defending champs in the second half. Yeah, the second best team in the East, and it seems like they're going to probably stay that way. And man, it's just a, they're such an incredible story. Dude. I love so it. Lose Kawhi Leonard and still be the second you know, the second best team in the East and the second best offense, or, uh, defense in the whole league, That's that really speaks to Nick Nurse and what he's doing up there in Toronto. Pretty cool. And man, every time
1: Siakam took a, like a three point shot, I just knew it was going in. You know, <laughs>
0: he's amazing.
1: I think that starting in the All Star game this he, weekend, he's uh, my favorite for the skills competition. aha so there that's, we go. that's my pick, ah, you guys. That's
0: cool. He's in that. Yeah, sort of not really a big or a small. He's somewhere in between. You yeah, know, they it, used to have bigs and smalls. Now As it's always, like everybody's just mixed in. Well,
1: I was making my skills competition picks. I was looking at who's going to drain that three on the first time, and after I oh, saw yeah. Siakam draining those threes in Toronto, I was like,
0: Ooh, it's going to be him. It's kind of weird, I was just thinking this, it's kind of weird doing the Toronto thing without Wiggins. Usually it's such yeah. a big game for him, he gets up, they're always talking about all the connections and all this stuff, especially in Toronto. Yeah, I didn't think about it at the time, but now I'm thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, no wig.
1: Not a problem <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Not a problem. I did <laughs> notice, though, I was looking at the Rising Stars roster, Team World versus Team USA. Like four or five of the world guys are Canadians. Like it's it's very heavy Canadian. Shea, Gilgis, Alexander anymore.
0: Murray's too old to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But they got Shea and a bunch of other guys.
0: Canada. Oh, Canada. All right. Uh, Wolves then had one more loss this week. Wednesday night uh, against Charlotte um 108 to 115 loss uh the other night at Target Center. Good this crowd. Good it, crowd. Downs yeah.
1: and uh D'Lo bought some tickets, bought 2000 some tickets. Yeah. And apparently they're pretty good. You said yeah. you got some that were in on uh, some lower level like midway down, so Yeah, kind of down by the media seating and stuff. Very and, very respectable cuz usually yeah. when it's I, we're buying a thousand tickets. It's the nosebleeds seats that aren't going to get sold, yeah. you know. So it's just like that's yeah. the only way we're going to ever fill it entirely, you know. But uh, huge crowd, and you know, once again, kind of a very fun first half, uh, frustrating second half. But
0: yeah, wolves, wolves uh, definitely, you know, came came off firing, you know. No, no towns in this one, we should say, you know, that was kind of a late scratch towns there for, uh, you know, the left wrist, you yeah. know issue, which you know, kind of hard to talk about right now. It's. Kind of mysterious. Well, we got our, our
1: friend of the pod, Lucas, was yes. tweeting about it. I saw you retweeted him at yes. Wolvescast. You can follow us. That's or, what he's great at. Sports yeah. Kinetics. Yep. And so uh, check that out because basically he just says risk to me sensitive stuff and, you know, it doesn't hurt to give Towns the whole break, you know.
0: But uh, John Krasinski saying both on the podcast and on the Athletic Today that he thinks Towns might miss some games out of the All-Star break oh for this as well. So he said it's not serious, but he could still miss maybe two or three games coming out of the break. So that's something to watch. See how... See how he heals up there. Good, healthy guys. Left wrist. Um, let's see. In this game, yeah, no Towns, no Rozier. Um, Town, uh, so without Towns. Started we'll, James Johnson at center? <laughs> James Johnson is your center, Minnesota. It's a little like the Houston Rockets over here. That lasted exactly one half, right? Nas Reed gets the gets the start in the second half because yeah. Biombo was just getting all the rebounds, getting all the posts up, and just dominating in the paint.
1: I just got to hope Nas takes the Nikola Pekovic uh, approach in terms of like learning how to not foul people. Yeah, we got to bring. To Peck be back. Peck, every time he would touch a player, it would be a foul. I yeah. remember those days. He would play for like three minutes total because he would every time he touched an opposing player, it was a whistle. <laughs> and Beck eventually learned. You know, Peck got really good at not fouling guys. So you I know, hope- part
0: of that is like the learning on how to d- be better at this. But I think some of it too is that is like reputation. Or it's just like, yeah. yeah, Nas Reed. Like, what? This is I've never seen you before out here. I'm, yeah. The foul's on you.
1: <laughs> and the way he defends, like, even if he's not fouling, he looks like he's always fouling. Sure. You know, he yeah. just he looks really awkward on that end yeah. of the floor.
0: So I would blow the whistle at him too. So Wolves get up 16 points in this game. Uh, I think at halftime or around there, they were up 16, and uh, yeah, eventually end up losing this game. Kind of a tough one, you know. Again, second you know, second half wasn't so great, and you know, just really couldn't execute down the stretch. Uh, the wolves were just bad all game. Whenever Russell was not in the game, right, yeah. right, right, they just fell. Off there a were clip. just
1: stretches where I was like, "Who's going to score the ball on uh, out yeah. here?" You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got five players running around, and none of them look like they want to take a shot. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, "Ooh, well, guys, want this those is threes tough. Or this is tough." Yeah, so uh, not not super encouraging, especially because you know the Hornets are one of the worst teams in the league, but. um You know, just, you got to take it. We just got to say these guys don't, you know, maybe they don't know the system yet.
0: Yeah, no towns. That's going to be a tough one no matter what. But yeah, Charlotte's a rough team to lose to. I
1: think, though, uh, you know, it's just another example of us getting clowned in the third quarter. It brings up the question. Does Ryan Saunders suck at halftime speeches? Yes, he's too nice. He's like getting in there and Don't he's like, worry about it, guys. instead of like pumping people up, he's like pumping them down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's just like, we got this. Save chill. Energy, yeah. Yeah. Save energy for the fourth. And we're gonna we're gonna turn the lights on like mid. <laughs> we're gonna have the slider yeah. go down so it's kind of dim in here. Yeah. And I'm gonna play some Enya for you <laughs> and some Orinoco Flow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, let's get to full court pros. Here's the tip. Full court press. First topic: early returns on the new players. Yes, the Wolves brought in how many guys did they bring in? They only traded eight. nine. Eight. But yeah, eight guys on the team. Uh, lots of new faces, and um, you know we've only had three games to see these guys. Only two of them with Towns. So yeah, uh, uh, only, Omari only Spellman. Yeah, two of them with Russell, so Jacob kind of,
1: Evans the third, and Omari Spellman were sent down to Iowa. Yes,
0: yes. Um, we've seen James
1: Johnson, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell. Play, and I feel like yeah, vanderbilt played Vanderbilt played got a like few a minute. Minutes. Yeah, you got a yeah. few minutes. That's right. Yeah, a few minutes. He guy. <laughs> he a good look.
0: Airball, brick, three. Yeah. You know, it's airballs it in the corner. He just yeah. overshot. <laughs> ben said this is the first career, first career three for him. Well, there we go. There we go. Can't get worse. That's what they look like <laughs> when you play your first one right there. But yeah, we want to talk. We, you know, we had so, so much to talk about last week with John Meyer. Go back to that show if you didn't hear it. Um, but we didn't really get to dive in you know, that deep on, especially some of these non-Russell guys. So I guess we, that's kind of what we wanted to get to. Um, Scott, before we get to our questions, you had some other little notes to talk about here. What, what, else do you, what, what should we start with before we get to some of our you know, questions about these guys?
1: Um, I've got a lot of different ways I can go. One I want to go with is maybe the most pleasant G- general, surprise. General thoughts here. Most yeah. pleasant surprise. Blood sport. Blood sport James as Johnson. A yeah. I've heard, you know, I didn't watch a ton of Miami Great games. Nickname. He wasn't playing a lot because Miami. Yeah, was he didn't meet Miami stringent conditioning policies. You have to have like 2% body fat or something yeah. in Miami. Like all those guys are shredded. And so he didn't meet that ridiculous standard that they have in Miami. He's still probably suit- the most fit guy on the team, you know, just because Miami has those crazy standards. But that's why he wasn't playing a lot in Miami. So I just thought, you know, maybe he was washed. Maybe he wasn't as good or as effective as he had been in previous years. And he's undoubtedly overpaid for his role. But, man, I've been really impressed by his defense. You know, he's been making threes, which is, one, pretty impressive because he's not been known for that in his career. But his defense has been great, and he just provides this toughness that we never had. I always said we didn't have anyone on our team who would give someone a hard foul. There's no one on our team that you would be afraid of, you know, if you were the opposite team. Like, don't mess with that guy. I'm not going to get in a shoving match with him. Hold me back, please. There was no one on our team. And now we got an enforcer, and I've – Been loving watching him play to the point where I'm like, I kind of hope he opts in. You know, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he opts into his player option for next year. Right. Uh, We got tattoos on the team. So many tattoos. I mean, Hernan Gomez has got crazy tattoos. I have a
0: white guy or light skinned guy who has yeah. tattoos and you can see him a lot better. I saw it's not like there are tattoos on the team, but I feel like we just don't have many visible tattoos.
1: I saw a photo from practice the other day with James Johnson's shirt off. Oh, and yeah. he is entire chest is tattooed. Yeah. The entire chest.
0: That's a good one.
1: And then D'Angelo Russell, both arms just covered.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah.
1: So I haven't had the time to go in. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to see if, you know, they have interviews where they talk about the significance of any of their tattoos. Because D.O. has some really interesting looking ones, you know. Yeah. And
0: so, I wonder if there's a breakdown somewhere. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure there is. I'm, I'm
1: going to tell you listeners. Like a video or something like also, that. Also, this is something that Meg brought up after she hosted the podcast. Is She said we should have a name for our listeners. Like she listens to the... Yeah. Babysitters Club Club podcast. Yeah, you, you gotta
0: have like a like a gang name or sort of like a blank nation.
1: Yeah, so she suggested the puppy pack. So puppy pack, puppy pack. Yeah, we'll see what we call you. But wolf's casties Wolf's or,
0: cast. Yeah, uh, casters uh, Our yeah. puppy pack. There's something in there. Let us know what you, what you, want, what if, you want. If to be. you see any interviews <laughs> where they explain their tattoos, yeah, send them our that. way.
1: I'll yeah, try to find that. it out. And when we come back for our next show, hopefully I'll, we'll do a tattoo watch segment where I can update you on some of the stories behind the ink.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's a good idea. Um, the question is, will d get
1: his buddy cat into a tattoo chair? Yeah, I wonder. If team bonding ex- exercise. I think, you he know?
0: doesn't, but again, it's hard to know. Like we under, had so under few the, under the jersey. What's going on? It was
1: weird. We were like the least tatted team yeah, in the league. Least tatted, and now now we've got to be middle of the pack at least.
0: All right, biggest surprise player. Did did you do yours with Johnson? Is is he your biggest surprise player if you had to pick one, like of all the guys that we've seen play, who's been the most surprising?
1: I'll say that, especially because it's been three games now. If we had one game, it'd be Malik, because he just had quite quite a showing. But it kind of showed that uh, he can be streaky in the other two games he had this week, where it's kind of like he needs to get hot, and if he's not hot, he might be a little bit of a chucker. There's a lot of times that I felt like watching him. There's some times where, like, he would, you know, be in the corner, and he'd pump fake his guy, and then he would drive it in, and another defender would come up to him. And usually, for the Wolves all season, you're in that no, no mid range space. Let's kick it out. Let's try and run some more pick and rolls. Let's kick it out. Whereas he will he just He will just take the the you know contested long, do yeah. the mid range baseline jumper. Yeah, and he's made them, but it just goes to show that like. He's got his focus on the rim when he has the ball. And so, uh, you know, that could be a good thing when it's working. It could be, you know, it might end up being a frustrating aspect of his game if he continues down that road. I think he's just trying to prove himself right now. Um, But, that you know, he's been more interesting than... Hernan Gomez or Delo in terms of you know who I've been kind of surprised by. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think it's to me it's between Johnson and uh, Hernan Gomez. So you already talked about Johnson, so I'll talk about Hernan Gomez and kind of what's. I guess it's more of a thing for me of like I didn't really know much about his game at all. So it kind of comes comes out of the blue in that kind of way. Um, You know, I think it's it's a uh, you know, I think he could be a starting player on this team. You know, I think he could be the starting four next year. I didn't really sort of understand that about his game that was so kind of solid on both ends of the floor. You know, you see him spotting up from three or getting tip ins around the basket you know so he can do some things offensively but then he's also just a big body you know for the most part on defense and can you know get out to the perimeter and guard a little bit and you know guard fours and fives so you know, you see, especially if the wolves go a little smaller, especially if Nas is in there, you know, they can switch up who guards the five. Um, so, yeah, I think Hernan Gomez was surprising to me that he had a little bit more ceiling to his game than I thought a little bit here. So, and he's been good from three and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: I'll be interested to see what he looks like from three at the end of the season. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. He now has the green light, you know, as all players on the Timberwolves do, to yeah. throw it up whenever they want Yeah, you, you get the green light. And sometimes light. he's missed badly. So, you know, it remains to be seen. I, I'll be interested to see what his
0: number is at the end of the season. So, I guess biggest disappointment's hard at this point. I mean, it's only three games. It's kind of hard to say, like, so maybe we can maybe instead of, like, say who is the biggest disappoint, disappointment, maybe it's just, like, some elements of, of someone's game, right? Because yeah, it's kind of hard to say. You've been disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderbilt airballing a 3 Yeah, no, it's like what we say. You're you're right,
1: it's hard to talk disappointments right now, I guess. Like, I guess the defense defense. I mean, we knew Russell was going to be bad, and I'm just not sure where Beasley's ceiling is with that. Yeah, is Beasley going to be an all offense, no defense kind of guy, or does he have the ability to do a little bit? Yeah, because like, I I feel like you know, he can do a little bit, but he needs to be better than average if we're going to have a starting backcourt of Russell and Beasley. Russell's yeah. going to be a minus on defense, so that means we need to have Beasley be at least average, you know, or else we're not going to be able to play them together. So I think that's something to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, it's hard to tell, especially like I said, these guys are new, new system. They don't know exactly what you know all the roles are on defense. So I'm sure they'll look tighter, you know, as the season goes on. We get more practice time together. But that was one of my concerns is how good of a defender is Beasley going to be, and Wancho is kind of the same way. Where he's had stretches where I'm like, oh, that guy can hold his own at the four both on offense and defense. And then there's been stretches where I'm like, Ooh, he might be a guy we don't want to keep around next year. You know? And so, yeah,
0: both those Denver guys are, are former Denver guys are people you need to see play a little bit more defense because if towns and Russell are your main core, then you need your, you know, players two, three, and four uh, out there to bring something to the table. Defensively, you can't have minuses at these other spots. Towns and Russell are going to be minuses maybe for their whole career. You have to fill in the rest with defense uh but unfortunately the wolves are in this bind where they like their whole system is based on making threes. Yeah. So it's this weird thing of like yeah you have Okogie and Culver who are like better defenders but they're not hitting shots. Right. So what J-O's, do you do? Jago had a He's good week there. Though. Yeah. He had a good week. Yeah.
1: There was a couple games where I was like, wow, if J.O. is going to play like this, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to work out. Actually, yeah. no, he was good. You know, so oh, yeah. But, I, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, another disappointment, though, not with the new guys, but as a, f- a result of the new guys is Culver just looks lost. He looks lost right now. I know ever since Cat came back, I mean, he had a really good stretch when Cat was out. And uh, ever since Cat has come back. He already was kind of lost his way lost his confidence a little bit and now that he's coming off the bench he just seems super lost out there when he goes to the rim I don't know what the F he's doing you know I have no
0: idea what he's doing near the rim so Culver to the line where it's been an adventure this season yeah, he's he's obviously had an up and down year, and this doesn't seem to be. He it's not the greatest thing for a rookie to have all these changes within his role. Here. His role has changed yeah. like four
1: different times this season.
0: Yeah, so not the easiest, you know. Even if like some of the system things might fit you better, it's like just all those changes and 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 just getting up to speed just on a normal team or whatever, where you're not having this is hard enough for a rookie, and then yeah, all all the roster and like you're saying, role and all these things like man, it must be super hard. And he's like in the dog days of like, his first NBA season.
1: We so, played 53 ugh. games, which is more yeah. than he played in an entire college season. So yeah. he's hitting that rookie wall. Right now is yeah. where the rookie wall hits players. Yeah. And, and so, like, sort of a some way, thankfully,
0: he's not involved this weekend, right, in Chicago. He yeah. can just totally take 10 days off. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the right thing for him.
1: So that's also been something that's been disappointing. But I think something that's been exciting is that like this is such a different team now. It's been really fun to watch. Even the losing has been fun to watch. There's been a lot of passing. I feel like there's a lot more assists right now, which is always really fun to watch when your team is getting lots of assists. And, like, you know, Russell's had a couple cold shooting uh, performances. Uh, He was hot to start Toronto, and he was very cold to start against the Hornets, but he found other ways to make an impact. He almost had 10 assists in the first half against the Hornets. So I thought that was really fun to watch him kind of just work at that. And I think the most exciting thing is, like, I knew – where Wiggins was shooting. I've watched Wiggins so many games. (laughs) So I knew by how he got into his shot and where he was shooting at, whether or not that shot was going to go in. You know, I could tell, I could tell before it even got halfway to the basket. Yeah. Whereas like, these new guys, when they pull up for a shot, I'm like, I don't know what their percentage is from that spot. I've never, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, you know. And so, yeah, it, it feels like it's been a long time since we've had a point guard where, like Russell,
0: where it's just like, yeah,
1: he can pull up anywhere, you
0: know, he can really just pull up and shoot anywhere. Yeah, Mid range off the dribble shot is not something the Wolves have had weird, like ever. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's taking some deep threes. He took almost a half court one and made it against the, the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, he had that weird play against the Hornets where he like kept his dribble but he kind of like jumped like he was getting trying to get a so foul fouled, and the, yeah. the, the the whistle didn't come so he just kept his dribble alive and then did a lefty layup oh, yeah, and got and he's the foul. lefty
0: so he got even more oh, strange man, looks to his game such, that it's so
1: lefty. weird but yeah. he kept the dribble alive in a way that was like really exciting where i was like wow you're like doing your acting to get the call and also keeping your dribble alive just in case like he's just fun to watch in a way that we haven't seen from a Tim timberwolves point guard
0: in I don't know. Sell, you know. Who's, who's the best Wolves lefty of all time? Is it Be? Is it Is it Mike Beasley?
1: Mm, uh, maybe. Can you think of any? I know. I can't think of any other lefties off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, even like modern day, like trying to think if they had any like you know, just like in the love days, like if they had any lefties or anything. Like that Beasley's like the only one that's coming. I, I'm to mind. blanking. So uh, Puppy Pack, know. yeah,
1: Puppy Pack. Let, Let us, us know. know if we're forgetting someone. We're probably yeah. forgetting someone. Let super us obvious. One well, your favorite, Ricky Davis or something.
0: Lefty, <laughs> lefty is yeah. I'm
1: not Sure. I was gonna say these new guys don't have the Tim Roll stink on them yet. They're still playing like winning matters. It's fun to see the energy they're bringing because yeah. they're bringing an energy to the game where they're like. Oh, these guys are used to being like on professional sports teams. Like the way they have their energy, the way they stay focused, the way yeah, that Denver's a good team. Yeah. It was just like, Oh my God, I haven't I don't remember a Timberwolves player having this kind of focus and determination and energy in a game in forever. So at least for the time being, until they get used to the stink, it's been fun to watch.
0: All right, let's keep this moving. He's heating up! All right, Timberwolves 2020 season memberships are here. And we're going to sell you on them. So listen up, we get a commission. That's right. They are... The team has traded their players now, and so... You know, now you can be excited about them again, and you can be excited about buying season tickets because we got the new guys in here. They're I will shiny, say, like you're saying they're shiny and no stink yet.
1: You know, ever, ever since we canceled our season tickets after the last Love season, when we said, you're raising ticket prices, and we know Kevin Love's leaving, and we're going to be a real rebuilding team, and they're like, you darn sure right, we are that's when we canceled and it's really fit our style you're touring during the winter so yeah. the a la carte kind of option of us just buying the tickets whenever we want to go has ended up being a lot cheaper and smart and more economic than being a season ticket member it's never made sense for us to do it again i saw this today and i thought might be time to become a season ticket member might again be time
0: yeah they're really they're really working this here they're really hitting the spots and i think it's one of the smaller things it's it's the last thing on our bullet here but you know you you mentioned it but the idea of Exchanging your tickets. Right. So it's
1: very appealing to me. Yeah. That's why I'm like, we should get like a TED game package. Yeah.
0: Because, like, you
1: know, we did the full season before 41. Yeah. And so the 41 club, we were in it. That's (laughs) when you go to every home game. That's right. Yeah. Um, So to be
0: able to exchange, if you know you can't go to certain games, but you still want to be a member, you can basically get uh another ticket to a, a game you can attend you know and, you know bring another person or whatever um you know and basically just even exchange them you just within the certain you know ticket price range that you're in they'll just right. give you another ticket so that's really cool because yeah the obligation of the whole season has is something that has has you know made me shy away in, in And it's the convenience
1: years. like I said we liked going a la carte cuz we'll, then yeah. we can match it to fit our schedule and Neil. Sometimes you don't know your tour dates, you know? I, would, I don't know them, yeah. At a time when you're buying yeah. your tickets yeah, at, late in the summer, summer when they need to know or so whatever it's like, this Sorry, is like yeah, I don't know
0: my February yet. It's perfect for people like you.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's really exciting. Um some nice things, other things, no price increase, which Yeah. Thank thank you. Like obviously like yeah. your ticket prices There's are lot, too high. Like the lottery season, <laughs> you have yeah. like the 30th, worst attendance yeah, because your ticket prices are way too high. Yeah. So uh, that's obviously something they had to do. Yep. But two year lock in price, that's good. So that's they're not That's smart. That's yeah. just straight
0: smart of being like, listen, we're, we promise we're not even going to do this next year either. Yep. And then they get. I mean, they are gonna. They will raise tickets tickets after next season, but not if you've already locked them in. You right. Know what I mean, if you're already in this, then your tickets don't go up. So they can kind of have it both ways, right? Where they can like get the people who are really into it, get you locked in for two years, at, even if it's at that flat rate. But then for the people who you know don't do that, they will raise the price on you for twenty one, twenty two. So yeah, I think that's kind of a cool, cool, interesting. Thing that they're doing here. Yeah,
1: I saw that uh, on Reddit, our Timberwolves, shout out to our Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw someone was posting that the ticket prices aren't that bad. You could get a season ticket on a lower level ticket for $23 a night. Wow. Which is really good for a lower level yeah, ticket, you yeah. know? so it seems like I don't know what the prices are for every section, but if you can get a twenty three dollar lower level good. ticket that's
0: I would have guessed the, the, yeah the, the lowest price lower level ticket would be like fifty bucks or something like that right you so know?
1: it seems like they have some uh, you know competitive pricing uh, for some of that, and then you know just a little extra you know nice good thing to get little is fifty percent off concessions, including booze Wow. That is something, that is eyebrow raising right there. <laughs> Later in the show, everybody, we're gonna be reviewing some food. And there may be an item of food or two where I feel like they aren't worth the price. Yeah, it's a little expensive. A couple $12 food items. Yeah. So that would be $6, Neil. Can you imagine? Crazy. A parlor burger for like 10 bucks? Yeah. Flat? Wow. Wow.
0: I mean, that's very attractive. Yeah. You have oh, to man. use the those
1: tall boys that are like you know nine dollars. They would only be four fifty
0: now. The only catch is you have to use your Wolves Cash app or whatever. Like you, they make you use like the their digital certain thing. But whatever, you, just, you just put your credit card in there. Yeah. So whatever, it's the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, they're making you go through their thing.
1: And then fifty percent off merchandise, including jerseys, not as cool because the merchandise is always the most overpriced at the stadium. But yeah,
0: but hey. still pretty good. I mean, the the quality of the of the stuff has gone up in the last few years as Nikes come on board, and so I think you're getting more for your money as far as you know you're getting a sweatshirt or you're getting you know like a warm up shirt or something like that like those are really high quality things and yeah even if they're 80 bucks or whatever hey for you're half off it's pretty good so. we're,
1: while we're on the subject puppy pack uh we had such a jam packed episode last week with John Meyer editor in chief of the wonderful canis Hoopis. i recommend you go back and listen to it if you haven't it was a really good pod but i forgot to mention if you see any clearance sales Andrew Wiggins jerseys Gorgie Jane jerseys Rocco jerseys wow. If you see them the end on sale... Of this
0: year is going to be bonkers yeah. at the team oh, store. Oh, man, I can't wait. But you're I, saying at like big box stores before yeah, that. Like yeah, yeah. I, I like remember
1: that. after Jimmy left, I got uh, a statement green Jimmy Butler jersey from Dick's Sporting Goods for $30. <laughs> Normally, retail price $110. So I'm just saying, if you see good deals, buy yours first, and then let me know at Wolf's Cast. Uh, because I am going to buy all of them, so let me know, please, Puppy Pack. I am relying on you.
0: Okay, so we are potentially looking into these uh, memberships for next year, Scott. That's that's what we're saying. Here's here. Here's my
1: question: We get a ten day game ticket package. I think
0: the deal is different then. Like that, it's not for. Uh, I'm saying we might not get these deals. You don't you don't get locked in at. You know, you have to get. The, I, I would imagine I you have know. to get the full boat in order to get all these deals.
1: But it seems weird because while they're listing these bullet points, one of the bullet points is. You can, you know, like you said, if you want to change your night that you have your ticket, that seems like that's a benefit only for people who aren't full season. So it would be weird, I think, that they don't get the other benefits because that's what I'm wondering. If I get a 10-game ticket package, do I get 50% off concessions all the other nights I choose to go outside of that ticket package? Yeah, I mean, I guess
0: we'll have to find out. Because
1: I- honestly... I would save enough on booze alone to probably make this worth money
0: <laughs> To I mean, make it worth it, you know? They only start with the full season and then like in the summer they'll unleash the half season okay. and then as it gets closer to the season they'll do 10 game and you know whatever. So, so the, they're selling po- know their
1: selling point of you could exchange your tickets is actually not a selling point at all right well, now. Well, it's the only choice is you, to buy you it. You would have game. to
0: get two for another one then, right? If you couldn't make it if you couldn't make oh, it to another game you would just get an additional Four tickets ticket to the other one? bring yeah. friends or okay. whatever. Okay. I guess that's the idea. Anyway.
1: So we'll keep an eye on this and if we've learned more about how that concession and stuff works 50% off we'll let you know but it is something that I almost I was before I saw you put it in full court press I was thinking about talking about it as my Wolfie because you got to get creative Timberwolves and this is actually giving the fans more value I know like I I don't think they can lower their ticket prices a whole bunch because of an NBA wide like price floor that I believe is in place yeah um but this is a way to
0: give more value to the fans totally he's on fire all right, last thing here. We do have uh, All Star happening this weekend in Chicago, right down the road in Chicago. Um, and uh, All Star Saturday is one of the one of the best events, one of the best nights, maybe the best night. And uh, you what know, are our
1: silly sponsors? Mountain Dew Ice was the dunk contest last Mount year. Dew, Just Mountain Dew, yeah, Taco
0: Bell, Taco Bell's, and Skills, and AT and T is your presenting sponsor oh, of the brilliant. Slam Dunk. So um, no Timberwolves are in uh, Saturday night's events, uh, and so we, we were thinking like, well, well, what if they were? Like, who would they be? Like, who would we pick? I guess to uh, to participate. So let's just go through these, Scott, and say who we would sub in um, sub in here for uh, for this. Let's start with the let's start with the skills, right? Let's do it in order of how they do it in the in the uh, broadcast. Skills okay. is first. Uh, you know, just just to let you know who the participants are: Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Chris Middleton, uh, Demontis Sabonis. Pascal Siakam and Jason Tatum.
1: I'm putting my money on Siakam. My runner up would be Shea Gilgis.
0: Um, I'll go with Beverly. In this one, my old my friend, my old friend, I'll uh, we'll do. I'll do Beverly. But which Timberwolf do we want to see in this? Scott? Well, the obvious
1: answer is defending champion. I mean, not defending. He didn't do it last Former year. Former champion. The only, the only Timberwolves player to ever do the skills competition yes. was champion, and that is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, we've seen him do it. We know he possesses the skill, but not necessarily my my favorite pick because we've already seen him do it once. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. True.
1: I w- I would think that like it'd be fun to watch Nas, but I'm not sure how his passing is. Like he could be stuck <laughs> on that tire. that he's trying to shoot the, the pass tire, yeah. you know he we know he has the shot yeah. but it might be it might be tough for him so who do you
0: who are you thinking I'm going to go D'Angelo Russell that's mm. who I want to see I think he's got he's got uh, you know I feel like he's a realistic sort of pick as a you know good passer good shooter he's, he's a skills guy you know I feel like he can do all these things and he'd be very good at it plus he's a big name so you put him in there so I'll, I'll go Russell
1: I like that answer. I'm gonna go with uh, my boy James Johnson. Bloodsport <laughs> seems like a you know kind of the all around guy. He can do it all. He can shoot. He can yeah. pass. You know, he's kind of a swing man. So this is a swing man competition. So that will be a fun one. It's gonna be my pick.
0: All right, Mountain Dew three point contest is next. Uh, Davis Bertans, Devin Booker, Devonte Graham, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Zach Levine, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Young will be participating. Up in this, so yeah, uh, yeah, Lillard, uh, Lillard was in there, but now they got Booker instead. of There's some really Lillard. interesting
1: ones here. I saw some crazy three-pointing stats about uh, both Devontae Graham and Duncan Robinson. He was like the quickest player to ever hit 200 threes in his career. Wow! Ever he took him like 69 games to get to it or something to get in to the, the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Duncan Robinson made his 200 200th career three-pointer last night. He reached that mark in just 69 games. Impressive. 15 fewer than any other NBA player in history. 69 games for Robinson. This is a fun list. 84 for Donovan Mitchell. 84 for Luka Doncic. 86 for Damian Lillard. And our friend, Robert Covington, only took 90 games to wow. hit two hundred
0: three pointers we got to fix, fix your Doncic, Scott. Doncic. Doncic. Yeah, I don't want to be like Not Bill donk. Simmons. You say donk.
1: Yeah, New Donk City. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey right there. There you go. Donk Chich.
0: Um, my winner, I'm going to pick Buddy Heel. He's my favorite shooter out of all these guys. So I, I okay. love watching Buddy shoot. Remember, Booker is in here, too. You can pick Booker instead of- Yeah,
1: no, I'm going to go with Devontae Graham, but it is Graham. funny because it's like... How many of these guys have we seen roast the Timberwolves for a three point shooting? Well, Devontae Graham did it to us this Pretty week. Pretty much all of Buddy Heal did it to us, Except you know. I feel like
0: Zach, I feel like Zach hasn't beat us. Like, has, yeah, he has no, a guy he really re-revenge. hasn't. He hasn't got his revenge yet.
1: But it's, you know, hometown team. So hopefully he'll uh, get over the disappointment be of being for... snubbed and he'll be able to
0: perform. Oh, okay. I'll be rooting. Yeah, I'll be rooting for Levine. Um, but let's see. For Timberwolves, I want to see Towns do it. You know what I mean? Oh, I, he's never done the three point contest, right? I don't think he has. So yeah, I'd like to see Carl Anthony Towns follow in the footsteps of former Wolf big kevin love and uh, win the three-point contest scott who do you want to see from this he's got
1: the accuracy but sometimes i feel like the big men don't do it because their shot motion is a little bit different and i think that it kind of favors a guy who has a little bit of a jump you know not a set shot like towns because they can get through all the racks faster right right um so with that being said i would like to see malik beasley because i've been enjoying his three-point stroke the way he flicks it it's got great arch. I love the height he gets whenever he jumps. And it's just been mm. a pleasure watching that shooting motion. So I think that watching that shooting motion repeated like 15 times in like 30 seconds. Beautiful. Or no, like 25 times yeah. in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, uh, give me that. I would love to see that. So that's right. my pick.
0: And then finally we have the at and Slam Dunk Contest. Only four participants in here. Pat Connington, uh Aaron Aaron Gordon, uh, Dwight no. Howard, and Derek Jones Jr. Um, you know, lots of great dunkers in here. I don't know about Conantin though. I mean, he's obviously the underdog. He's in this a good situation. dunker.
1: He's a really good dunker, but he's big, so it's harder. Like the problem with bigs is it's not as impressive because you're not seeing them jump ten feet off the ground. You know, they don't have to jump very high, so the dunks don't look as impressive. That's how Javel McGee got robbed the year
0: he dunked on two hoops at the same time. Yeah. We got uh, former champ Dwight Howard in here and former runner-up uh, Aaron Gordon in here, uh, you know. But Derek Jones also very, very good dunk. I'll go He's with done it before. Has he Derek. done it before? I think he has. I'll go with Derek Jones Jr. He'll be my pick to win this. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, Derek Jones competed in the uh, the dunk contest. I'm trying to find the year here. Um, he made it to the final round where he lost to Glenn Robinson the third.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go. So, yeah, so, yeah he's a, it was he's the 2017 runner, All-Star so He's game. a runner-up as well. So we've got lots of decorated – everyone but Connaughton, basically, has made to the finals of this event. So, yeah, I'm going to go Derek Jones. Who you got, Scott?
1: Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. You know, he's in probably what I think people are justifiably recognizing as the actual best dog contest ever. Uh, I think the Vince one has been eclipsed by the dunk, uh, you know, yeah. all Wolves fans know. was a better the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, you know, dunk for dunk, going into double overtime because their dunks were so good. The yeah. most memorable dunk contest. Can, yeah, both. Them also, together. by the way, I think it's perfectly reasonable to think that Aaron Gordon should have won that. But let's stop with the Aaron Gordon was robbed. I saw he was trending on yeah. Twitter the other day. I was like, Oh, did he get traded finally? I checked it out, and it was just like people say Aaron Gordon was, <laughs> it was robbed. It's okay to say Zach Levine didn't deserve to win, but to say he was robbed is silly. Right, Zach's which,
0: dunks were sick. Which Timberwolves player should be in the dunk contest this year, Scott? It's tough to say because now
1: we've lost some of our dunkers. We no longer have Wiggins. You know, with the dream of having yeah, Wiggins in a dunk yeah, contest. True, true. So uh, I think my answer is going to be Malik Beasley. He's had some great, you know, two-handed flushes as long as he doesn't injure himself coming down from the dunk. He's had a couple, of, you know, nasty spills this week that have made me very afraid from him with his face slamming into the floor. But uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Beasley.
0: Yeah, Beasley can definitely get up. I think Josh Okogie also someone who can mm. really jump out of the gym. I think they're probably similar similar leapers. Um, really get up there and uh, do some things. So I'd like to see those young guys too. You know, usually the young guys are the ones to do it. It's kind of surprising to see Dwight in there <laughs> as an old head. You don't really see many uh, you know guys who are like thirty. 35 and above, or 33 and above, basically doing this. So, yeah, yeah and another
1: one, Neil, to hear. We we kind of skipped the Rising Stars contest, and that's the only representation the Timberwolves have this year. Shout out, J.O. Um, I just looked it up. So, who would you pick out of the, this Timberwolves rookies versus sophomore game? Would you pick the team of Jared Culver, Keelan Martin, Nas Reed, and Jordan McLaughlin, or would you pick a team of Jared Vanderbilt, Jacob Evans, Josh Okogie, and Omari Spellman? <laughs>
0: I'll take the first team, The rookies. Yeah, I'll take the rookies. What about you?
1: Um, I I'm also gonna go with the rookies. Nice.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll do it for that. Go. Uh, go. Do all you, have star for, Josh uh, you have a pick for Josh
1: You have a pick for All Star Game MVP? Who do you think is gonna uh, take it? No, I don't. I don't know who's. There's no to think. Chicago player, so you yeah. can't do the hometown thing. I'm gonna go with LeBron because yeah, that's a good pick there are uh, two players all time tied for most All Star MVPs. It's uh, Bobby probably Pettit. Bob Pettit, Bob Pettit and Kobe, both okay. four times MVP. Wow. There are four players who have won it three times, and LeBron's one of them. So I think LeBron will try to honor Kobe this there year by go. getting in his fourth yeah. in a Lakers jersey and be like, Kobe, I did this You're for not you. Not tying in, we're just him. Even though Kobe him. would hate it because he's like he wants to be singularly yeah. great. So it might not be the best way to honor Kobe, but that's my pick.
0: I'm going to go LeBron. All right, time to pay the bills. Let's get to our sponsor.
1: Alright everybody, it's time for the reprise of last year's hit Wolves Cast All-Star Game Weekend Party. That's right, last year we hosted our very first party down in Charlotte. It was off the chain bananas. We had such a big turnout. We made so much noise, the police shut us down three different times. And Rocco, you you thought it was the knee injury that kept him out from the second half of the season. It was because he had a hangover that was so bad from our party.
0: And we are back. This year is 2020. It's Wolves Wolvescast 2020 All-Star. We're just going to stand In staying in the central time zone, throwing a party, nevertheless. Chaos in the Windy City. We're hosting it this year at Sarkis. It's a brunch place Mm. in Evanston, -mm -mm. Evanston, Illinois' own. Give me that disaster, Loretta. We're gonna have not only. David Fema, the at
1: Sarkis, serving up Loretto's with longtime chef Nico in the building. We're also going to have Hot Doug coming out of retirement to serve his famous wieners. We're also going to have Royal Pies from the
0: Pleasant House Pub, all your Chicago favorites.
1: And the pizza, it'll be deep.
0: We have former Wolves and current Chicago Bulls in the house. We got Zach Levine. Dunks. Chris Dunn. Defense. And Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus in the house they used to be on the wolves now they're on the bulls and
1: they'll be at your party if you come to the wolves cast all-star 2020 party it's not going to just be us and those famous uh chefs and timberwolves we're also going to have all your favorite timberwolves social media personalities influencers in the house i'm talking jeff munchay we got Britt robson we got andy g
0: from punch drunk wolves carl's puppet boy carlito time where
1: did he go we got cj zero bringing all the gifts leah b
0: olson will be there leah we got doogie wolfson in the house with his scoops we have the entire every single soldier in the t wolves army shout out to the big t we've got
1: tv's very own josh brayton coming by also tv's joe mandy will be there the good place was great the great place we also got Juan's brothers,
0: Pancho and Honcho Hernan Gomez. You don't even know. This party's going to be popping off. There's so many parties going down in Chicago. We know you have lots of options, but this is the one to be at. Come on up. It's not even in Chicago. It's in Evanston. Come over.
1: That's right. We got an NBA Jam tournament with the members of T-Wolves Gaming. You know Jimmy Butler will be
0: there returning to his old stomping grounds. And yes, at our party, he is setting up the very famous Jimmy Butler insult booth. He's going to roast you. You And need him, get him a solid
1: with vinaigrette. We have got Gerson Rosas. He's coming with Sachin Gupta, and they will trade you anything: Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Pogs, anything that you
0: have to trade. They will swindle you. And then to cap it all off, at the very end of the evening, a very special, sensual pole dance from crunch bring Bring, your singles bring those dollars
1: dollar dollar bills crunch can do it all make it snow
0: even dance on a pole
1: even Ditko will be there this is the chicago party you're not going to want to miss forget all those other lame all-star parties those non-star parties come on up to sarkis and have the time of your life this all-star weekend with me and neil at the wolves cast 2020 all-star party we will see you in chicago
0: Up next, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. All right, yum, yum, yum. We have uh, new players at Target Center. We have uh, new energy at Target Center. We're still talking about that new food at Target Center. That's right. The Wolves, uh, you know, have uh, new new food products uh, that they are offering uh, this season, and we're slowly, slowly getting all of them. Yeah, you know that's right. We have so, had this one in the chamber for a month. Yeah, or Yeah, we had this a few weeks ago. We enjoyed some into uh, f- a game together, enjoyed some food together. You and know, we get report back. If
1: you go to one game all year, what food are you going to get? It's hard to tell.
0: Yeah, so we, uh, we're we back with another edition of Target Center Food Review. We had some delicious bites, and we want to tell you about it. So let's start with the Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich. Uh, this is available uh up up upstairs. This is upstairs only. You gotta go up to section two thirty one. Weird. Uh <laughs> to get your yeah, especially for one of these uh yeah, new like hot items. Hot chicken sandwich, section two thirty one. I can't remember how much he spent on it, but it was somewhere between twelve and fifteen dollars. Uh so, be yeah. a season ticket member, and it'll be
1: between six wow. and
0: thirteen fifty. Yeah, do the math there. It's described as uh, right. Nashville hot sauce with homemade bread and homemade bread and butter pickles on a soft bun. I don't know what bread is and butter pickles are, right? Isn't that, that's what that is, right? Yeah. That's what they're trying to say. They're calling these pickles bread and butter pickles. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know. It's, it tastes like normal sure. pickles to me. Sure, yeah, just some pickles. Uh, but yeah, this was a, uh, you know, a very simple um, crispy chicken sandwich that was also hot, right? Uh, simple was one of the words uh, we used here. Um, I really like the bun, nice toasted bun. Um, there, Sky. What do you think about um, how hot this was? Did it really live up to being a, a truly hot sandwich?
1: um it kind of you know it's not it's not nashville hot chicken it's i'll tell you that five
0: alarm i went to the
1: i went to uh revival chicken once and oh, i thought boy. i'm gonna order the nashville hot yeah they have the same item a lot better. <laughs> they have only linen napkins there neil and i was like cr- i was pouring sweat out of all like i was crying you to wring I had, out your napkin. i had like coming out of my nose <laughs> it was just like sweating and like i had to keep be like Can i get more napkins and i couldn't even eat all of it it was so delicious but i was like literally crying it was so hot yeah i couldn't finish it all and this this is nowhere near that. No, this is close. this is like Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets. Spicy. It's not really that spicy, uh, especially when you bite into it. It's not like oh, it's so hot I can't handle. If you eat the thing and then you're sitting around for a minute, maybe you notice a little bit of heat sneaking up on you. But there's not any kind of like punch you in the face kind of heat or spice. And you know, it's like it's a dry chicken sandwich. It's very dry. That was one of my biggest complaints. It's too dry. Yeah, like when I when I ha- think of a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, I'm thinking some hot sauce on it. I'm thinking some barbec- sauce. I'm thinking a a wet nasty chicken sandwich. And this was so dry that it was kind of a letdown and so all the flavor and the heat comes from the seasoning slash breading on the chicken itself. There's nothing coming from like peppers on it. There's nothing coming from a hot sauce on it. It's all just the skin of the chicken that has the heat kind of baked into it.
0: Yeah, so I mean this item you know, I think unless you're specifically out there looking for a chicken sandwich, or you definitely, or really want something that has a little kick to it, you know, then maybe you go to this. But you know, if you're not looking specifically for those things, this is a passable item, I think.
1: I felt like, you know, I was disappointed when I got it because I guess that's just what you get for twelve dollars nowadays. But it felt like uh, had you know, some chips on the you, side. I if guess, someone right? just like gave that. you the patty, you would think it was like a cafeteria patty. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like a like if you've had what, like the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Have you tried that, Neil? No. It's like that's a nice piece of meat. Wow. It's like you're looking at it and you're like this is this is some quality chicken Ooh, I right want here. That. It's just falling apart. And this is like the kind of like school lunchroom yeah. cafeteria breading on the chicken where it's like, oh, this was frozen yeah, and yeah, they yeah. de it kind of, It doesn't look like a quality piece of meat at yeah, all. Even yeah. though it, it tasted a little better than it looked. When I was looking yeah. at it I was like this is what they're giving us for 12 dollars? Good nice
0: toasted bun. It's, you know, it's not bad but it's not great either. So it's kind of just like a middle of the road sandwich.
1: Yeah, and for the price point it's a no, you know. It's just it's too yeah. much for too little.
0: Our next item is the Tachos, twelve dollar item available outside section one oh nine. It's got the Tachos. This was uh, this was very very different, I guess, <laughs> from the hot chicken sandwich, right? Just in sort of like how it's all served up and just totally informed, very 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 different type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a, I had kind of a similar feeling as the mac and cheese, where it's like. You get a little cup, and you're like, "This is all." Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to get a little bit more for twelve dollars because this was also twelve dollars. And uh, and so once again, also just kind of questioning the price point there. But maybe I'm in the wrong here. Maybe I just got to accept this is what you get for twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's loaded tater tots with queso blanco, smoked brisket or pork, and Arkansas barbecue sauce. We had the brisket, I believe. Yeah, we did. We did it, yeah, and that was really the highlight of the dish. Was the brisket was good. Ooh, it, it's not really great meat. Same for the problem we have with the mac and cheese where it's not incorporated into the nachos. It's kind of like here's your nachos and we scoop brisket on top of it. Yeah. So it's kind of like up to you to mix it yourself. Yeah. Um, so it just felt like we were eating like really good, you know,
0: forkfuls of brisket, and then afterwards you're like, oh, and here's these plain tater tots, you know. Yeah, the tots on there, you know, it, definitely the brisket is is the highlight here, but you know, you'd like a little bit more to go with that. You'd like a little bit more substantial bowl, I guess, even if it was just extra tots. Um, yeah, the cheese was kind of boring. And, um, you know, it has an extra sweet and spicy barbecue sauce that's optional. I believe we got that on the side, yeah. though, right? We did have a little bit of that. And I would recommend you pretty get good. that. Yeah, you get that. Because
1: yeah. especially, too, it's like, once again, like the mac and cheese you more. Reviewed, yeah. well, you know, it's nice to have that hot sauce then soften up the tots, uh-huh. you know, so you're uh-huh. not just eating dry tater tots. Because there's not a lot of the queso blanco. It just, it's really more appearances only. I don't remember, you know, feeling any certain way it was like this is very unremarkable queso for me which is a disappointment because queso is like one of my three favorite food groups you know i <laughs> love love me some queso. Mm, queso um so but it was pretty You're unremarkable so, so i do recommend getting the sweet spicy barbecue because you need something to moisten up those tots totally
0: um yeah so we have another note here sandwich the sandwich is a better value did it come with like chips or fries or it something? did come yeah. with chips um but the brisket meat was the best bite that we had here so that's the, right the brisket is really where it's at between these two items that's the best morsel the best any you know part of this um but with the chicken sandwich it's more of like a meal you get chip, chips on the side and stuff so yeah the tachos are more of like a side item i would say right? yeah yeah
1: so uh yeah i would not get either one of these again unless i had that 50 percent off from my n- <laughs> new season tickets then i might consider <laughs> would, yeah. it yeah but i thought both of these were too overpriced for what you're actually getting these feel like more like eight dollar meals than twelve dollar meals so the philly the philly is still probably the
0: best thing the, right? Philly's the, the best thing philly? we've had this season what was that it was like like a the barbecue. Korean, it was Korean, a Korean barbecue, barbecue Philly. Philly.
1: That's the best thing we've had this season. That's still the champion. And I would still say, like, I mean, that's that's a hit. Like, if you want to get that, you will not be sorry. Yeah. But I would still say, if you're like going to one game and you're like, you told us Scott that if we go to one game, you're going to have what we should get, and you didn't tell me that. You just told me not to eat the chicken or the tachos. <laughs> yeah. Still the the class, the you know, head of the class is Parlor Burger. Yeah. Parlor Burger is the best thing that's in the building, and it's hard to beat. If you're just going to one game this year,
0: get a Parlor Burger. You can't go wrong. All right, up next, time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Yes, indeed, Weekly Wolfies. It's that time of the week again. Time to give out Wolfies. Um, let's let's drop some awards on them, Scott. Why don't you get us started off here? Who is your, who who, who gets to be your Weekly Wolfie?
1: You know, it was a shock to me because I wasn't on Twitter enough to see this news before the broadcast last night. So Uh. on the broadcast, I learned our favorite uh, rebounder of all time, Rebecca Brunson.
0: Winningest player in NBA uh, WNBA history. That's five right. rings.
1: Uh, she has a hat that she wears sometimes on yeah. Instagram that says, "Your favorite doesn't have more titles than your favorite." <laughs> more titles than your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would say that's not true, Becca, because you're my favorite. <laughs> so she, you've you've definitely seen her, even if you don't watch Wolves games. She's been on FSN uh, this season, helping out Jim Pete and stuff with the broadcast, and uh, just a terrific person. It's it's just wild to me. We made some very popular WNBA shirts back in 2011. It was, uh, we called them the dynasty shirts. It was like, you know, the John and Paul and, uh, and George yeah. and Ringo ampersand kind of pattern. We had it say, Lindsay and Simone and Maya and Rebecca and Mamatosh. And now four-fifths of them aren't playing in the, NBA, <laughs> the WNBA anymore. It's a true vintage shirt. Breaks my heart. But Becca was always so much fun to watch. She was the Dennis Rodman of the WNBA. Just, she's the all-time leading rebounder in league history. She's got five reigns. And just like a winner. And just also like a genuinely great person whose personality I've enjoyed throughout the years. And so, you know, shout out to Becca. It's You're retiring. Uh, great career. I can't wait to see what you do next. Seems like you're going to be hanging around the Timberwolves organization. And I know she'll do great things But, you know, I'm sad to see her go So, shouts out to Rebecca Brunson
0: The champion I mean, she's going to be coaching, you know I mean, that's part of the deal She's going to be on the Lynx bench As an assistant coach So, yeah, she gets to do coaching and uh, FSN and So, yeah, she'll definitely be around And yeah, she also has a has a has a uh, waffle truck. That's truck. right. I forgot about that. Sweet yeah, sweet gypsy. So, so if you're ever out there, I've been
1: having my eye out for it. Right? I want to try. It's it It's
0: like a turquoise blue. So look for the turquoise blue. None uh, of the food trucks gypsy. come to St. Paul anymore. Yeah, I think it's St. Paul such a right? desert place yeah.
1: for food trucks right now.
0: So yeah, shout out to uh, Rebecca Brunson. All right, my Wolfie goes out to uh, two kind of things that are related. Well, in a bigger sense, Mark Stein from uh, writes now for the New York Times has a cool uh, uh, basketball newsletter uh, called. Uh, on Basketball. It's like a weekly newsletter. Uh, the second basketball newsletter I've shouted out in Weekly Wolfies this, this year. We have. I love a good, good morning. newsletter, though. Good Morning It's Basketball from Tom Ziller. I'm going to sign up for this. I love yeah. a good newsletter. Mark Stein on Basketball, also very good. And uh, this week's uh, uh, issue uh, specifically uh, has a piece uh, about uh, uh, Gerson Rosas. And uh, so it's called A New Pin. And it's about uh, sort of the trades that he made and sort of like through the lens of his Blackberry device. Because uh, apparently. Uh, Mark Stein is a Blackberry user. There's hardly any of them out there anymore. Blackberry no longer makes hardware. They only make software and they like have someone else make their hardware and stuff. But like, I
1: had a Blackberry phone and it yeah. broke like so many
0: times. I had to get
1: like nine replacements for it.
0: There's still a world of people who have to have the hardware keyboard and like swear by the yeah. hardware keyboard and like you need to have these buttons that you click down and they love like mashing out emails. I remember when
1: Obama was president, he wasn't yeah. allowed to have an iPhone. He had to have a Blackberry because they yeah. were easier to secure. Yeah, yeah. And then Trump was like, I don't care who's spying on me. I'm going to be messy on all my phones.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So um, it's just a cool um, piece. And it's, it's, I mean, there's so so many people write about all these trades and, hey, what does it mean for these teams? I just thought it was a very novel sort of like way to look at this deal is like through the BlackBerry and why wow, he's a BlackBerry user. And there's like four other GMs who still use a BlackBerry, like Danny Age and stuff. So it's like funny to see this like – it's just an interesting uh, yeah, sort of way to tell this little story. But it, brings, it
1: brings to mind the famous photo of Joe Dumar's GM distance two <laughs> phones yeah, two different yeah. phones up to his head
0: at the same time <laughs> incredible so yeah that'll be in show notes for you check out mark stein on basketball all right let's uh, wrap this thing up with the game scott what we got tonight what's uh what's happening what are well, we doing one thing
1: i wanted to say before we can get that game music going okay okay is there is a segment maybe it'll become a regular thing called wolves cast rewind that was my sound effect for it it's yeah. kind of a bb8 kind That's of sound too. yeah i like that um but i just, just i I was like, man, I was thinking about doing a quiz for Neil about All-Star. And I'm like, I thought we did an All-Star quiz maybe last year. So I listened to last week's All-Star slash Valentine's episode, episode 103, uh, Love After a Rebound or something it was called. I have it here somewhere. Anyways, it's episode 103, Love After a Rebound. And really good episode. Uh, we had uh, some fun all-star hijinks. We had a fun Valentine's Day game. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, we are always barreling forward, you Neil, know, never looking back. So if you are a newer cast fan and you're just wondering what would be a good back episode to listen to in your free time, check out episode 103. Highlights the archives there go. shout out put, to the, archives. the show notes to be right there we'll for see if ya. we continue doing that i think there could be potential there for some kind of segment all right well let's go ahead and go to the game neil this is a game i wrote a few months ago uh you had to leave town for a secret project and yeah. uh you t- you came back and i was like i've got this game ready for and you're like let's wait let's wait till <laughs> we can announce it
0: that's right so uh do you want to you want to tell everyone yeah so i had to leave town a few weeks ago to go shoot a music video in florida with the harlem globetrotters so yeah Woo. so yeah my band cuckoo kangaroo uh uh, does music? Uh, we do shows for kids and stuff like that, and you know, family audience is what Harlem Globetrotters are all about. They
1: so reached out to you, right? They
0: reached out to us saying hey, let's uh, we like what you guys do. Let's uh, let's make a video together. So uh, we had a song ready to go, and and uh, they were like, yeah, let's do the video, and it's being used in their their live show, their arenas and stuff like that. And uh, yes, and, and it's our new single called My Jam. Uh, you can find it in the show notes. You'll uh, hear
1: you'll hear a clip of it right here. Yeah, we'll play a little bit here, and, and it's going to get hear... stuck in your head like all cuckoo songs. You're going to hear it. And then be having it in your head for the next week
0: This is my jam I love this song I move my feet to the beat When it's on This is my jam I love this song I move my feet, 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 feet feet, feet, feet To the beat That's right, so yeah So I got to make a video at the Harlem Globetrotters And got to see their show too It's a really fun show It's coming to Target Center here in March uh, definitely you should go check it out. Whether you're, like, you guys are going to perform, not. In, in uh, not that one, but we are going to play some halftime okay with, with the Globetrotters and other places around, Amazing. Uh, probably around Minnesota. They're also, also playing in Mankato and in Duluth, yeah. um, So we're going to play some of those other ones. So, so in the music we'll video,
1: that. you and Brian are wearing cuckoo jerseys. Yeah, jerseys. Did you create those for this video? Yes, shoot, because yeah. I, I imagine that's something you've wanted
0: to do for Yeah, me. that was my job, and it was kind of interesting to figure out like the layout of it, you know, with like our logo and stuff like that, like how to make a jersey. So, I'm pretty happy with how they came out, and um, yeah, just really simple black and gold like our, our colors are for our band so yeah good so it work, worked out well and we got to do, spend all day with the Globetrotters and they were really good sports and they put on a really great show definitely go check them out yeah, check out yeah. the video too
1: it'll be in the show notes my yeah, jam, is my, the jam, name jam. On. My, my jam, jam. Jam. it's strawberry we'll jam. We'll be jamming. All right. Well, in honor of the Globetrotters, I have a quiz for you, Neil, to test yeah. your Globetrotter knowledge. The Globetrotters in general. Bit esoteric, but <laughs> they, they've had a storied history, and there's so much fun stuff I could ask you about. Yeah, we'll in. see. We'll see what you know. Uh, my first question, Neil, is less about the Globetrotters and more about the Simpsons. Can you tell me what Simpsons character bet against the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> oh
0: wow, I don't know this off the top of my head. I'll guess. Uh, I'll guess. Uh, like one of uh, one of uh, Homer's like bar friends. I guess like Lenny, the Lenny,
1: Lenny and Carl. Not a bad guess. <laughs> It's uh, Krusty the Clown in an episode where he's (laughs) Uh, losing all of his money. He's hitting rock bottom. He bet against them. The the quote goes, Krusty's accountant says, let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bet it against the Harlem Globetrotters? (laughs) Krusty, oh, I thought the generals were due. He's watching the game on TV. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take it. (laughs) After the Globetrotters score, he says, that game was fixed. They used a freaking ladder for God's sakes so classic yeah I should have known Krusty Krusty the the clown gambling degenerate yep that's right alright Marge also has a gambling problem though so you didn't know Um, next question y'all which is older happy birthday to Bill Russell by the way he had his birthday two days ago I believe so shouts to Bill Which is older, Neil, Bill Russell or the Harlem Globetrotters?
0: Ah, older in life. Who is older?
1: Yeah, who who's been around longer? The Harlem Globetrotters as a franchise or Bill Russell?
0: Ah, it's got to be Bill Russell. I think Bill Russell. I'll go him. Probably born like the twenties or something.
1: Whoa! Bill is 86 years young now. After this week, yeah. Happy what birthday! What Uh, let me, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, okay, this, this, if you don't have it, well, <laughs> sorry. Can, I thought yeah, you it. can't do it. It's uh, 1934, February 12th, 1934. Shout wow. out to Bill Russell.
0: And the Globetrotters are, are before that. They
1: are 94 years old. Wow! So they are
0: eight years older. That's Bill amazing. Russell.
1: Next up, uh, oh, yeah, I got the fact here. Globetrotters originated on the south side of Chicago in 1926, where all the original players were raised. Uh, They began as the Savoy Big Five, one of the premier attractions of the Savoy Ballroom, which opened in January 1928. Wow. A basketball team of African-American players that played exhibitions before dances due to declining dance attendance. So, a little fun fact about them. Neil, do you know what is the... Harlem Globetrotters theme song. That's their signature song.
0: I do know this one. It's called "Sweet Georgia Brown." It is the whistled version, yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) I would
1: try and do it right now, but Meg's a better whistler than me. But we played this on a jazz band when I was in high school. Great tune. Swinging. So many great. All right, Neil, next question. How many decades passed before the Harlem Globetrotters actually started playing in Harlem? We just learned they started in Chicago.
0: Wow. Um, Probably, I'll say, I think it was sometime in like the 50s or 60s. So I'll say three, three decades. Very close.
1: Four. Ah, four. So, you were right in the right yeah, neighborhood.
0: it's pretty crazy. It's yeah,
1: by 1929, Sapperstein was touring Illinois and Iowa with his basketball team called the New York Harlem Globetrotters. He selected Harlem, New York, yeah. as their home city since Harlem was considered the center of African American culture at the time, and an out of town team name would give the team more of a mystique. Ah. All right, Neil. 1948, the Globetrotters beat one of the best basketball teams in the country. Can you name that regional basketball powerhouse?
0: Oh wow, 1948 um, regional powerhouse, um, the Minneapolis Lakers. I don't know. That's
1: hey, correct? Might as well guess. With Minneapolis <laughs> Lakers. That's around the time they won five straight championships. Yeah, the Mike and in days. Sid Hartman was the GM of that team. Wow. And uh, the Globetrotters are better. Wild, wild. So, wow. quite a win there. I got a couple more in the Globe The Globetrotters have featured a diverse roster of players during its existence, including women, which is awesome, and Baseball Hall of Famers like Bob Gibson and Ernie Banks. But perhaps the most notable was this NBA Hall of Famer who owns the league's all-time rebounding record. Can you name
0: this Globetrotter? Um, all-time rebounding? Oh, was it, um, is it Wilt? Oof. Right, the stilt yeah, played for the Globetrotters. That's right. was wilt. Yeah,
1: quite quite a, you know, back then, man, <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> um, speaking of people, uh, the Globetrotters have a draft now when they draft people. Wow. Uh, and it's not basketball players they draft, and they just draft notable people who don't play for their team. It's kind of like a publicity okay. thing. Yeah. So, my question to Neil is which of these five people was not drafted by the Globetrotters? Is it Usain Bolt? Is it Craig Sager? Tiger Woods? Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot or Tim Tebow.
0: I'll say, uh, what was the first one? Uh, Usain Bolt. I'll say Usain Bolt. Not very, not very, uh, very American.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. He is not American. Uh, but Gal Gadot is Israeli, so she's not American either. But uh, Tiger Woods was not. It was the one they did not draft. Uh, it's kind of a recent thing. I think they started drafting people like within the last ten years. So, a little after Tiger's time, but Bolt was drafted in 2012, Craig Sager 2016, Gal Gadot, Tim Depot were both 2017 draftees. All right, two more questions, Neil. Cool. On which console could you play the Harlem Globetrotters video game? Um, I'll say NES. Nailed Woo! it, 1991. There was also a Game Boy Advance uh, 2006 uh-huh. game called Harlem Globetrotters World Tour. I would Weird. have also accepted that. Wow. But NES, yes, home to uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Globetrotters video game. And our final question, Neil, Globetrotters, they were on The Simpsons. They've been on a lot of different shows. You know, you've seen guest spots with Globetrotters always coming in. So of these five TV shows, which one have the Globetrotters not appeared on? Is it Love Boat? Gilligan's Island? The Price is Right? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? And Futurama? Which of those five TV shows were they never on? Um, I'll say Love Boat. Oh. They were on Love Boat. Uh, They did a made-for-TV movie with Gilligan's Island. One time on The Price is Right, they were modeling all the stuff. So it's like, this treadmill, and it was like a Globetrotter running on that treadmill. And they were in Futurama. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was the show that we did that. All right. So there are some fun Globetrotter facts. Now that you know about our favorite team, the Harlem Globetrotters, why don't you go and check out that video on the show notes, Cuckoo Kangaroo, My Jam. It's a hit. will be there for you. With the Globetrotters.
0: Yeah, check it out. Check out the Globetrotters when they come to Target Center here in March. I have links to that in the show notes as well. And that does it for Wolves Cast this week, you guys. Thanks for listening to our show. Programming note: We will have a week off next week. No Timberwolves action to talk about, so we'll be chilling. This guy and I are going to Orlando instead, so we'll we'll be uh, we'll be in theme park land. That's right, doing that instead of doing the show. But uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks for another episode of Wolves Cast. But yeah, we uh, got lots of. uh, We have a new, a new season to really. Really really feels like it. Feels like a brand new season, a brand new final third. I've got all this energy. I'm so excited to watch Wolves games now. Yeah, so when we get back from that break, we'll be really diving into you know the final 30 games. Hopefully, Towns is playing, and yeah, hopefully we'll have some uh, new exciting. Timberwolves uh, games to, to talk about at that point. You
1: know the drill. Follow us on Twitter at Wolvescast, yeah. on Instagram at Wolvescastpod. Check us out on Canis Hoopus. Subscribe in your podcast app of choice. We never tell you to review us, but you could. You could. We'd be appreciated. And, uh, you know, comment and read all the stuff on Canis. You know who else is energized? Canis. Oh, yeah. You know, it, Comments pop it. There's all kinds of comments, all kinds of new great articles being written by the Canis team. So it's really, I've been checking in every day because there's just all this great new content. So check out Canis Hoopas, everybody. And, uh, yeah, have a great All-Star weekend. Get some rest. We will see you again in two weeks. And until then, hey, girl, I didn't leave my heart in San Francisco. XOXO. D'Angelo.
0: I happened to chat with Bleak at the scoring table here during the timeout. I asked him if he was okay. He said he shook his head and he said, Yeah, I'm a dog.